Welcome to Birkbeck Voices. I'm Bryony Merritt. The third Essay Film Festival held at Birkbeck, the Institute for the Contemporary Arts and the Goethe Institute, has just taken place. During the week-long festival, I was fortunate to be able to interview one of the many talented filmmakers whose works were included in this year's programme, Jocelyn Saab. Jocelyn is a journalist, photographer, artist, scriptwriter, producer and film director. She has spent more than four decades documenting conflict and deprivation, especially the civil war in her native Lebanon in the 1970s and 80s. Her Beirut trilogy was a highlight of the Essay Film Festival's 2017 programme. Jocelyn, thank you so much for speaking to us today. Thank you for interviewing me. Before we move on to your own work, could you define for our listeners who might come from a broad range of academic backgrounds what an essay film is? For me, it's a difficult question. As uh, when I did these films some uh, 30 years ago, there was no name to, my, to the way I was working. All I knew is that I didn't want anymore to uh, work as like the TV obliged us to work at that time, as I was working for French television. And at that time, French television, we had to, uh, you, f- you give the news, you, you put the image, then you say what is in the image, and you don't have the right to go on giving some uh, outside commentary or some different ideas. And uh, one day, I, 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 it was enough for me, and it was enough because the, I had had enough from the war more than from the way of writing. So I decided that I would just do what my feeling tells me to do. And um, I wrote the film like if I was writing a partition of music. My eyes were like a little blind of what TV television showed at that time. And so I decided... Well, I don't care who's going to see that film. It will be sh- I was sure of myself. It will be seen anyway. Let me um, maybe write it like if I was writing, well, now I'll use the word, like an essay, a literature essay, or something um, very emotional. But I, 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 I had in mind that I, it was war, it was civil war. That was for the first film. And I had in mind that I had to have distance between what was my personal emotional. I didn't just have to give a narcissistic uh, um, story uh, and my personal feelings. I had to give news about the the actuality, what was happening, this the the non-humanity of this war, the, the people going because I was living in the city. And so that's how came the first essay. Let's say it was like uh, I was questioning myself about this awful past that we were going in. And for this first one, as the the city was uh, getting destroyed under my eyes, and my own city, my own childhood, my own life, I was becoming uh, an exiled exiled in my own city, in my own feelings. So so I never forgot about like this different uh, deep uh, subject, deep, deep themes that I would treat. And in the same time, when I, it was like when we went to editing, I'm telling you the process because I can't give you a definition. And in fact, when I went to editing, I had a how you call it at that time, an assignment from Japanese 
uh, production, they had told me, uh, give us a subject, how war is seen by children. And so I made the subject for them, you know, tr- a bit a traditional way. Then when I finished, I said, oh, I'm free, I did my work, now I do what really what I feel. And uh, I was looking to them, and it was like reconstituting a sort of memory of the past. And so it was a memory. It was mine, but it was also the city's memory, so of a whole generation. And so that's how it was like painting, because what I was filming was, okay, what I was seeing destroyed, let's say, the slab. It was a destroyed lamb that I was filming, but I was trying while I was shooting to, 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 to see the real lamb, life in it, maybe some person next to it. Or, and uh, it was like paint, repainting my city. Huh? That's really interesting what you said about um, your life and also your city's life. Can you talk a bit more about how you sort of wove together the very personal almost autobiographical elements and that of the broader society that you yeah, were the, 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 I was the, my idea when I was shooting I uh, I didn't realise I was just going every day morning at 6 o'clock in the morning uh, when the fight stopped shelling and going oh, just on the front and all the city was a front going down because I didn't leave the city for a long time 10, ten years during civil war uh, I was going down like when I used to go to my dentist, to the library, to my photographer, to, you know, to all everyday's normal things. That were my ways. The second thing is that when I finished the editing, I edited without sound. And anyway, the sound was always the same. Boom, boom, from far. So it wasn't that that was the most interesting. I was going to use it, but differently as I as I felt it. And then I had the idea to go to a person with whom I had worked when I began as a journalist, which was Etel Adnan. Etel Adnan is a painter, a famous painter. She, she exhibited here in Zapata in gallery some months ago. And uh, it, I went to Etel because I knew her sensitivity, her sensibility, and I said, watch this. This is how I went every day in Beirut to my city and she she understood the, the, the strength that was in me to, to make um, a, a, a témoignage, a testimony of what was going on and 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 to say this is what how it's war, you lose everything, everything, every street, every road, every stone that you like when you walk, etc. And uh, so I said, she watched it once and then she wrote, and she recognized in my images something of her, because she's a painter, she's a writer, she's a poet, and she wrote a poem. And she wrote a poem, and she had in mind all this, because it was like traveling in the city. She knew how to also, she walked also the same way I used to walk. On t- I proposed the film on TV. And then I realized that that was something new, and it was what today they call essay film. Mm-hmm. Normally, they when you're, you're you're at the TV, they say, "Oh, cut me this, cut me that." Uh, from minute two to minute four, I don't want it without asking you. That was the way of doing. And there they were walking like on on eggs, and and they told me, um, 
okay, uh, I would like to tell you that this film will be seen at our news time. So uh, we have to, we'll give just five minutes of news and then we give you 30 minutes. Please, would you take out of your film, which is 35, just five minutes? So I said, my God, showing the film at eight o'clock at the news, and this is the real news, this is the way to to approach reality so different of what, you know, that they is thrown by reporters every day. And I said, for sure, I'll take off this five minutes. And I took off the five minutes, and then it went on TV, and a newspaper the other day said, oh, it's like a poem of Dante, it's this, it's that. And that was my first essay, in fact, and what did you hope that viewers would take from it, the film that first time that it aired? Were you hoping that they, you would prompt them to ask the same questions that you were asking? Were you trying to give answers? What, what did you hope the reaction would be? Or did you not have an expectation of how people would respond to it? No, I didn't have expectation. But I knew I wanted to tell to... It was shown in France. And then it took the whole practically Germany, Switzerland, the whole Europe, Canada, etc. I wanted people to understand that it could be them. And uh, I was, it's uh, as if I was walking in the street of London, I was walking in the street of Beirut. It was quite the same. And uh, there's a scene where I say, there's a, a 17th century, let's say maybe 18th century chair for sure, an imitation chair, which was on the on the in the corniche on in the water on the sand, uh, and uh, and I in the com- in the comment, Etel says Etel Adan says West is giving his chair, her their chairs to the to the sea, like if uh, you uh, this war which was uh, West was uh, how do you say implicated in it without being officially implicated but it was it was beginning of these new colonial neo-colonialist wars that's going on until now we were the rehearsal in Lebanon for me and we were saying things in a very delicate and literary uh, and literature literary. literary way. And I wanted people to feel that this could come to them without trying to accuse. I was just showing my pain. And as I am a double culture, I was just saying, well, there was something deep that I want, a message I wanted to say. This is, can touch every, everybody, anybody. And look what's happening now. It's touching in a way in a sort of way, everybody in a different form. So as well as weaving together personal and sort of broader um, societal responses to the war, it's also weaving in these political questions at a a supranational level, at an international level, um, I suppose. Yeah, that's quite exact what you're saying. That's why it went even over and they recognised it was like a Dante poem or... And it was, I mean, that's what the newspaper wrote. And it's, in fact, uh, we, were, we were a very good uh, team, Ethel and me, because uh, she knew how to write uh, with images, and poetry images. And I knew how to get the images and had the courage to go on, on, the, on the lines, on the front to, to, to film it. You know, when you're young, you think you can change the world. 
And so I thought it was my time to go. And this was the first film, but of course it's part of a trilogy. And when you made the first film, you couldn't have known how long the Civil War was going to, to continue. But how did the film, how did the second and third films build on the first? You know, in uh, and, '76, and, and, and we felt that uh, the people that think like me changing, we thought, we, we trusted and saw that it was a social change. And then uh, the chief of the social party, the more democratic, was assassinated. Lots of events made us think that all our illusions are gone. And I thought, well, now it's over. We lost the war. And I, I left. I went to Cairo to make a subject on politics. And then I came back to see, well, maybe I was wrong to go. And anyway, it's my city, let me go back. And then I decided it was going to be a letter that I will write. But which letter to write? Everything was stopped. There was a line in the middle. city was cut in two. It was worse and worse. So I decided between these two parts of the city that didn't speak anymore one to the other to introduce... It was... I didn't know... I, I wasn't realizing it was fiction, but... It was, it was in fact. I said, okay, all these buses are stopped in the station. Let me take one of them and uh, let it put it in the city. I have no actors who's going to act with me. Already my DOP was refusing to, to come down into the city with me. And, uh, it, you know, we had an ACL, 16mm ca- camera. He was just, because I'm not good in manipulating, he was just charging the camera I was going to him coming back going downtown and uh, so I put a, a, a bus on the on the city on the line crossing from one side to the other and we dared cross we could have finished uh, killed all of us <laughs> and uh, and people went into the bus as if it was totally normal oh my god gosh, bus has come back life has come back and so I could listen to the voices of the city. So it was very interesting to get other voices than mine. This was resonance of the city coming to me, and I I wanted to hear them. The city was silence except from bombing. So I wanted to to know the inner resonance, what were they, that was. And um, voila, that's for the second film. You won the third. We do. <laughs> and so the third is another story. In the meantime, that was 78, I, I was despaired. Was this film? I was despaired because it was like, oh, reality is not enough anymore. I have to go to fiction to, to talk about things. So it's, it's wow, it, there's something very... Grave, you say in French, in serious. very serious going on. I, I realized I took some risks that I shouldn't have taken for people, and well, it was really serious. And so I was really sad, even even more than sad. The word I don't want to say depressed, but I want to say disappointed by life, by by all this, and. Um, but I had still had a lot of energy. It's summer of '82, and uh, and uh, it's the occupation by the Israeli decides to occupy Lebanon, 
and to uh, to to put in to throw away all the Palestinians that were in the city, uh, civil and military, and they decide to enter Lebanon and to to erase everything on their way, and. Um, I was in the city, and everybody was leaving. But we were like a sort of 50 to 70 artists and intellectuals. It was an incredible, beautiful moment, although it was a most awful moment because occupation and, and devastation of a country is terrible. But for us, it was a choice. It was like um, defending a cause. So we didn't leave. And so... Uh, I remember before leaving Paris, my uh, my I was writing at that time already um, my first feature film, uh, which was called uh, at the first I had called it Adolescent Sucre d'Amour, Adolescent Sucre Love, and then the actor asked the change of the name. It became Suspended Life, and my um, scenarist which was a scenarist, a brash scenarist of Polonsky, had uh, told me, oh, look, Jocelyn, you just take the camera and put it on a tripod, and uh, if you can, if you have time, and shoot everything that happens in front of you like First World War uh, cameramen. And we will use rushes of this to your feature film. So I kept this in mind, and at that time we were nobody could live in his own house because we didn't know where the bombing were going to come. So we were staying ten to twelve person together, and uh, I had found a, a mathematician to make the light for me. He wasn't at all from the business. Uh, a guy who took the sound and tripod. We found an old tripod. There was no more 16 millimeter roll, so we found in a bombed lab, somebody under earth could find for me 35 millimeters rolls. So it was huge. whole thing was incredible. And so the Israeli planes were passing over our heads. Five minutes after the passage, I was going out with my crew with my small Volkswagen, my which the head was of the Volkswagen was opening and putting in the tripod the place they had passed uh, and shooting just because and then quickly packing going back home because you never knew at what in how many minutes but we approximately knew that it would take them let's say half an hour or 15 minutes to come back and make another so it was one shot we 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 knew, everybody knew, and then going back. And so that's how I, I filmed this one. And, and then it was it's the same process, I think, that the first film, which was to uh, how I pers- to keep the emotion, is how I personally discovered each time this in- terrible. I mean, out of surrealistic uh, uh, destruction of the city. It was little, little details of life. And uh, so all this, this, this um, it's very particular essays because you are in an extreme case of, of, of daily life. And so 
When I edited, always with the same editor, I think it's like this. It's like uh, it's by intuition, by 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 how you say we were we knew we were defeated, but uh, it wasn't revenge because we're not people of revenge. We cannot have this feeling. The day we have this feeling, we're no more artists, and uh, we are making war too. Yes. So you had to keep this distance and uh, had a, a reflection, a, a thought about the war. And that's what the, uh, Roger Assaf, the this actor and editor, made as a reflection, as a thought on the war. That's how I, uh, I filmed this. And, and in this film also, we lost friends, very dear friends. And so many of us left. So I never tell the story of us. I'm telling to you the story, except in the film at one moment I talk about this lost friend, which made that many of us didn't have the... It's not the courage, were too sad to stay. They felt they had no more energy to face war because you need, uh, you need an abnormal energy to... To I don't know from where I got it to do this. That's how I I did this and wrote this essay. And do you think your films still speak to today's conflict and situation and, and people that find themselves living the situation that you've just described in the I, film? Yeah, it's worse because um, first to answer to the first part of your question. I don't know if the SF Film Festival and, and the curator of the SF Film Festival decided to show these films that are 30 or 40 years old. It means that uh, they, they felt that something, that it was talking to them. War is war. Now the difference is that it's much and much more violent because arms are getting sophisticated. And it's not, let's say, uh, we had, let's say, one million person. Now you have, an, or you, we had 500,000 refugees. Now you have six million, seven millions from one country. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's terrible. So I suppose, yes, it talks to today, but in a very soft way. I told you, I was running just to tell the people it's, it's human, it's human, it's... C'est la détresse, it's the, how the people suffer that I'm showing and which, my, which doesn't change until today. So I hope people will, will feel this and, uh, and uh, I think what's going on is all neo-colonialist wars to change, uh, to change borders and uh, with the same inconsciency with uh, just money interest and... And that's very sad. It hasn't changed. We learn no net lessons from the past. And finally, can I just ask you to tell us a bit about your more recent work? As you now work in galleries, you've set up a cultural festival in Beirut. Can yes, you... I, I did the Cultural Resistance Festival. I decided to make a festival because we couldn't talk anymore. And it was everything was forbidden. Because if you talk about uh, this side, this side will be unhappy. So, and you go to prison, and you have troubles. 
So I thought, let me bring foreign films talking about the same subject, historically proposing the same thema of what's going on in different Asian countries, because I choose mainly Asia, and presented. And so it was like a, also uh, incredible to make people get up in the morning, not on a front with bomb, but on a screen, and try to uh, soothe their pains on a cinema screen. Maybe it was utopic, but it was good. The first year was very difficult. Second year, people came. But when you do a festival, there's no more time for your own create performance or creation. So I decided, and I was anyway a bit tired. I couldn't afford to do both things. There was not enough energy with age, etc. And so I went on the border between Syria and Lebanon, and I went, I went to... Uh, these all these refugee camps because there are millions of people in this Becca Valley which was supposed to be uh, in French you say grenier à blé of the Roman um, uh, grenier is uh, attic of uh, blé is the, the, the thing you make bread wheat. with it well wheat. attic wheat of the if we can say of the of the Roman so it's a very fertile place and now in this fertile place there was just uh, flex flex material uh, planted like a flex material who has served for advertisement of uh, jewelry, wedding dresses, underwears, all all what is uh, washing machines, uh, TVs, radios, any any consumer product were there planted in the middle of nowhere in, in this. Beka Valley, as houses of refugees. So it was like remembering to them or to the world that they have no consuming power because who, they couldn't buy it and they're just under it. And in the same time, it was like, uh, well, if you, we have to protect these places for nature and for growing um, seeds, etc., well, we're growing plastic at its place. And this is the result of war before thinking of growing seeds, etc. We're destroying nature and uh, we're putting bombs and, and, and plastic consuming flecks on the, on, with consuming uh, drawings on it. So this is the subject of my, um, of my exhibit. It's about material. And uh, because, you know, people are fed up. They go on TV, they saw... Uh, refugees, they think about themselves. They think, I don't want to hear anymore about the subject, and so I thought that's a way of making them watch something which is uh, related to aesthetic, let's say, but it's related also to something else. The first point is aesthetic. What is it? What's that? And there's no figures of poor people or or misery in this images. It's just uh, su- practically surrealistic images. And I pushed the, the, the vicious, you say, le vis, and I pushed the idea to the point that I painted on my photos uh, so as to make it more real. I painted with natural um, pigments, and I re-photographed the, the photos. It, was, it looks like old painted, you know, the, a bit like the old painted photos of the yeah. beginning of the 20th century. 
and to remember its uh, people, etc. I did a short film, but done in an essay way. Again, much more original than the essays I used to do in the first trilogy. It's something much more modern, corresponding to what's today, what is done more, what's done today. And uh, there's also the children, because I, at the end I said, okay, you go on aesthetic and art, but you have to remind them at one point that there is a reality behind all that. So I, I had used for the for my small film that I did called One Dollar, How to Live with One Dollar a Day, because they live with one dollar a day, that you and gives them. And what can you do with one dollar today? You can do nothing. And um, and and our Lebanon is as expensive as London. It's a very expensive city. And so I had used for my film this... Uh, I had took flex and I printed on my flex photos of the children and on a huge, on seven meters, on nine, something like this. So I cut it a bit because it served the film. And I made of them sort of big icons, like Christian icons with gold. And I exhibited them at the beginning, at, at the entrance of the exhibition, just to remind that, maybe not at the beginning, maybe at the end, just to remind that, hey, okay, aesthetic, but just think that it's going to be your children, young children, and it's just children, and ah, they're beautiful, it's future. Yeah. So that's it. Thank you so much for talking to us today, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the Essay Film Festival.